Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parashah Kedoshim. Kedoshim means holy. And uh, Parashah Kedoshim is full of prohibitions against robbery, theft, adultery, withholding the wages of our workers, false promises, cursing people. We're not allowed to curse a person even if he's deaf and he can't hear us. Uh, putting a stumbling block in front of a blind man, which allegorically it really means that you should not do make someone fall without his knowledge, without him knowing. Like put a person into a business, and, the, and you know he's gonna, you know he's gonna lose the the money, and you you convince him to go into this business. All these things are really against the Torah, against Hashem. And they foster Ahava Israel. This is what it boils down to. It's to really come to love your fellow as yourself. And this is one of the most important principles in our Torah, is to really take care of other people, to, to not make them suffer unnecessarily, not make them lose money, not make them pay, uh, go through pain uh, psychologically, emotionally. And, and this is really the way into becoming a holy person. When you're careful about taking care of other people and not uh, wasting their time, wasting their money, wasting their resources, uh, really what you're doing is, is you're, you have love for another in your heart. So, and this will make you a holy person. So with regard with this mitzvah, there's two statements from two sages that are very famous and most likely you have heard about them. Uh, we repeat them all the time. And Rabbi Akiva states, love your fellow as yourself. This is very strange. How can you love someone as you love yourself? And then he says, this is a great general principle in the Torah. And then Rabbi Hillel, he comes and he says, which he lived many generations before Rabbi Akiva, he, a person came to him and he wanted to convert to Judaism and he said that he wanted to convert standing on one foot. This is a famous story of Rabbi Hillel. And he says, okay, what is hateful to you, don't do to other people. And this is the entire Torah and the rest is commentary. So the difference between the wording of these two statements is obvious. Rabbi Akiva is saying that this is a general principle of the Torah but it's not the entire Torah, and then, as Rabbi Hillel states. So for this reason, Rashi, the, the, the commentator, in his commentary to this verse in the Torah, he quotes Rabbi Akiva, a statement, but not Rabbi Hillel's, and Rashi reasons that Ahavat Israel, love your fellow, is what motivates the mitzvot between men and men, but it's not the entire Torah. So when you love some, you have love towards someone else, you obviously you don't want to harm that person. And that is a general principle of the Torah. So Rashi's commentary to the Talmud explains the statement that not doing what is hateful to a, to a friend is the entire Torah as referring not to Ahavaz Israel, but to our relationship to God. So one statement is between man and man, according to Rashi, and the statement of Rabbi Hillel is the relationship between us and Hashem. It's going even into a higher place. So the term, your friend, don't do to your friend what is hateful to you, refers to Hashem. What it means is, don't do 
things that will be hateful to God. And what is hateful to God? Anything that goes against the Torah. If you're going to go and eat a, a, a shrimp or you're going to eat a, 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 a rib, a, a pork's rib, baby back ribs, you're, you're doing something that is hateful to God. It is hateful to him. And so this is what Rashi is trying to explain to, to us. So according to the second explanation, and the fact that it's stated second is significant, that it's put in the second place, Rashi interprets your friend as referring to a friend on this material plane, but he makes it clear that the Ahavaz Israel, the love of your fellow, doesn't encompass the entire Torah, but rather the prohibition of robbery, theft, adultery, and any harm done to someone else is, is part of how we should behave in this world. So the Torah has within itself many different faces, different explanations from different rabbis. Uh, there's many commentaries of one little uh, pasuk, and in, in reality, they're all correct, because it depends through which uh, dimension you're looking at a statement, you can see the truth in every different way. So both Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Hillel's statements are the words of the living God. Both of them are saying the words of the living God. And although this is very much true, there is a question that arises since Hillel considers Ahavaz Israel the entire Torah, why does Rabbi Akiva consider it only a great principle in the Torah? And this is a, a, a discrepancy. Also, we have to keep in mind that Hillel lived, uh, as I said before, several generations before the statement of Rabbi Akiva. So this discrepancy can be understood based on the explanation of another statement of Hillel, in which he said, be of the disciples of Aaron, love peace, love your fellows, and bring them close to the Torah. And this is in the Pirkei Avot, uh, chapter 1, uh, Mishnah 12. Ahavaz Israel, the love towards our fellow, is the biggest connector there can ever be to Hashem. If you want to know if you have a good relationship with God, look at your relationship with people around you. If you don't get along with people, then there's something missing there. There's no real Ahavas Israel. So it inspires a Jew to seek the welfare of another person, not only physically, but spiritually as well. And, um, and he continues to say in the Mishnah that it also clarifies this at the end of this statement that we should do it to draw others close to Torah. So in that Mishnah, if we read it again, it says, be of the disciples of Aaron, love peace, love your fellows, and bring them close to the Torah. So here the Mishnah is explaining to us that really to love someone else means that we are helping them connect to Torah, which in reality is helping them connect to Hashem. This is true love. When you, you, when you bring a person closer to Hashem. And so, because at the end of the day, everyone's well-being depends on the attachment to God. This is the whole purpose of the world, of, 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 of the existence, is to be able to attach to God. And this is true love for one's fellow and for Hashem. So this concept is also reflected in chapter 32 of the Tanya, the, the monumental work of uh, Rabbi Schneer uh, Salman of Yadi, otherwise known as the Alter Rebbe, where he quotes Hillel's statement and he explains, 
This implies that even those who are distant from the Torah of God and his service must be drawn close with, the, with thick cords of love. For, for perhaps it will be possible to draw them close to the Torah and divine service. The ultimate intent of drawing them close with thick cords of love should be to draw them close to the Torah. And the altar Reb expounds by saying, even if one is not successful in achieving that goal, like if you're trying to bring someone closer to Hashem and you're not successful, he does not forfeit the reward of the mitzvah of Ahavaz Israel, to love your fellow Jew. So although it would seem that a Jew's love for his fellow man has an ulterior motive, you would say, oh yeah, really? The only reason you love another person is because you want to make him close to God. You're not loving him because of who he is. You're loving him for because you have an agenda behind. It must evolve to the recipient spiritual advancement. So that's true love. Yes, there's an agenda. The agenda to love someone else is to want the best for them. That's it. It's not what that person is going to give you, it's what you can give them. That's true love, is to know what's good for a person. For example, a mother, she won't give um, a chocolate to a child at 6 o'clock in the afternoon if the child hasn't had his dinner first. She first wants him to eat the broccoli, the spinach, the protein. He, she wants her kid to be well nurtured and not necessarily this food is the most tasteful and the, the most delicious food for the child. The child really is going to feel that the mother loves him very much when, he give, when she gives him the chocolate. In his perception, this is love. But in the mother's perception, the love towards her child is that she wants to, her kid to be healthy. She wants her kid to grow up. She wants her kid to be the best he can be. This is the true love. Because yes, it's very easy to give the chocolate. It's very easy to get your kid out of your head and he'll stop crying and you give him the chocolate and that's it. In his, in his way of looking, he'll think, yeah, my mother loves me. But in reality, the true, true, true love is that you want your kid to be connected to the best part of himself. So, so although it would seem that a Jew's love for his fellow man has an ulterior motive, it must evolve to the recipient's spiritual advancement. The Alter Rebbe further explains that Ahavaz Israel is rooted in the fact that a Jew possesses a divine soul which it, in its essence it's, is connected to all Jewish divine souls who are born from the same father. So Hashem, when he creates the souls, he emanates them. Jewish souls are emanated from the Ein Sof, from the never-ending light. So we're not really a creation, we're an emanation. And at that moment when he's emanating the souls, in that essence, all these souls are connected into this one big light. When Hashem creates the worlds and He descends into these worlds through His contractions, what He does is that the souls become individual souls. But when they're first emanated, they're not individual souls. In their essence, they're one with God. This is what it is. So love your fellow as yourself. In reality, when, you're loved, when you connect to that soul aspect, when you go to that divine spark into each person's inner being, what you're loving is that it, it is yourself. Because in essence, in a certain place up there, you're all one. There's no divisiveness. There's no difference. There's no Margie and there's no you. We're all one. So obviously, Ahavaz Israel is love your fellow like yourself. This is what it means when you can see yourself in another person. So the Alter Rebbe here is saying 
that we are all born from the same father, therefore all Jews are actually called brothers. For this reason, one must love your fellow as yourself, for he is yourself. He is yourself. And as the Maggid of Mesrich says, one must love an absolutely wicked man in the same way as one loves an absolutely righteous man. And this, to clarify this statement, is at soul level, at soul level, because at the soul level, we're all one. There's no difference. So this can be possible since the love for the other person is not dependent on the level of the person, of his divine service in this world, but rather it is an essential love that stems from the soul. To explain this a little further, we are able to love even an unlovable person because what we love is the divine spark that is contained within this person, while we cannot abhor, abhor his behavior, which in reality is not him. It's just an expression of, of many parts of him that are not really his essence, but his true essence is a godly spark of God. So the Zohar states, the Jews connect themselves to the Torah and the Torah connects to the Holy One, blessed be he. So we connect to the wisdom of God, the Torah is his will, his wisdom, we connect to what he wants from us in this world, and eventually when you're doing what Hashem wants in this world, you're connecting to his will, then you're connecting to him. When you make Hashem's will your will, His will will become your will. It's one. Because at soul level, at your essence, there's no difference. You, you want the same things as God wants. The problem is that we come into this world and we get confused. There's too much going on and we get confused of what we really want. So this seems to imply that the Torah is higher than the Jewish people. This paradox can be explained with the statement that the Jews transcend the Torah applies as they exist in their source. So yes, when we're talking at the level of souls, the Jewish people come before the Torah. But when we're talking at the level of, of human existence, of being part of this realm, of the material uh, realm, then the Torah comes, it precedes the Jew. So as the souls descend and exist on this physical plane, by contrast, the Torah transcends in the Jewish people and the soul must connect to God through the Torah. What this concept is teaching us is that even if a Jew transgresses and sins, nevertheless, he will always remain a Jew. A Jew is a Jew because a Jew is a Jew. And for the bond between the essence of the soul and God is not dependent on his efforts in the Torah and the mitzvot. So, uh, yeah, when a person transgresses, uh, his neshama, his holy divine spark is still there. It's not going to leave him. The only thing he has to do is like repent and do teshuvah and that at that moment he's returning to his essence. So once a Jew comes into teshuvah, into repentance and return to his essence, the essential quality of his soul that transcends the Torah will be revealed. This is the whole purpose. We're playing peekaboo, I see you in this world. This is what we have to do. A Jew, when he's connected to Torah and to mitzvot, what he's doing is he's revealing the truth. That's it. Otherwise, we are living a fake life. We're not being ourselves. We're not being the, per the, 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 the what we really are. We're living a fake existence. To be able to connect to the true, the true, the essence, the, the real us, the true part of ourselves, the only way we can do it is through Torah and mitzvot. 
And every time a Jew does a mitzvah, he's revealing that aspect of himself, which in, re in reality is a spark of God. So you are bringing God into the world. You're making him real. So now we can come to understand that the statements made by Rabbi Akiva and, and Hillel are not so far-fetched. Since a Jew's existence is bound with the Torah, even if he's not aware of it, Ahavaz Israel becomes a mitzvah of the Torah. We must love our fellow because the Torah commands us to, to love our fellow. It's a mitzvah. If you have to deal with certain very difficult people, you know what, maybe you, you don't get along with them, maybe you want to be far away from them, but you should love them. You should not hate them, you should love them. So, and indeed there are some Jews whom the Torah commands us to relate to in a manner of with the utmost hatred, I hate them. This is in Tehillim 139.22. The Alter Reb explains that this is in the case of certain individuals who have severed their connection to Torah and Hashem. This is like extreme cases of, of people. And this reflects the concept that Hillel emphasizes and the Alter Rebbe supports, that loving the created beings thus distant from God and his service must lead to drawing them close to the Torah. So we can all help these people come back. You know, there's this beautiful organization called Aleph Institute. It's, uh, it's done by Chabad. And they go to, to jails, they go to the jails in America and they go and they visit criminals, the worst criminals, and they go there and they bring them Torah and they teach them Torah and they bring them the menorahs on Hanukkah and the Sufganiyot and they have a party for them and they're there for them because they understand that there's an inner aspect of these people that is a part of God in this world. And the, what we need to do is to reveal that part in this world. And when a person is able to connect to that true self of himself, he's able to turn around. He can completely change. So since the essential quality of, of a Jew comes into expression through the Torah, when a person remains distant from his inner essence, in a certain way he weakens the connection of all his brothers because we are so strong as the weakest link. Yeah. We're all connected, we're like one big chain, and you can have very strong Jews, you can have all these Rabbanim in Israel learning Torah all day, they're holy, holy, holy people, but when there's Jewish people that are not doing what they should be doing, and they're going against Hashem's will, they are weakening the, the whole Jewish people. I, I once told a friend, your life is not yours. And this shocked her tremendously. This was like a propeller to change. This was what made her change. She said, what do you mean? My life is not my life. I said, no, your life is not your life. So many people depend on your life because all your actions, everything you do has an effect on every person in this world. Not only the Jewish people, it affects the whole world. A Jew has to behave like a Jew, has to think like a Jew, has to speak like a Jew. We have to work on that because that is the, the, the guarantee to a peaceful uh, world for all humanity. It's our job, it's our responsibility. So here he says, this is to love your fellow as yourself. We are all bound together. And when one Jew is distant, we cannot be complete. We have to understand it's our responsibility. When you see a Jew that is not uh, behaving the way he should be behaving, you know, it is, if you see it, the Baal Shem Tov would say, there's something you have to do about it. There's something you have to do about it. So on this basis, we can come to understand the explanation of the two expressions. 
used by our sages. Rabbi Akiva is talking about our love towards our fellow by showing concern for him as he exists on this material plane. It's about the relationship between men and men, of what the Torah in Kedoshim is giving us, that we should not steal, we should not be uh, withhold wages, we cannot curse at people. This is what Rabbi Akiva is saying. And, uh, and this is to love your fellow. This is what it means. And according to, uh, and, and, and concern for him as he exists on this material plane, a soul within a body, according to the limitations of the Torah. Hillel, on the other hand, goes a little deeper. And he speaks about it as it relates to the source of the Jewish souls. He's talking at a soul level, not as a physical level. And the Jews, and the, the Jews precede the Torah. At this level, the entire Torah exists for the sake of the Jewish people, for the purpose of expressing and revealing their true essence, which is the oneness contained in the souls. And at this level, yes, I, don't do to others what you don't want uh, them to do to you, is that whole Torah, the rest is commentary, because at the level of a soul, this is the whole purpose of creation. And it is the entire Torah and the rest is commentary. For this reason, Hillel felt it necessary to emphasize the importance of drawing them close to Torah, which implies that the Torah should not be brought close to them. It's not about bringing the Torah down, it's about us reaching for the Torah, about us going and searching for it. And that compromises should not be made in the Torah for the sake of the Jewish people. You know, when the Torah was given at Matan Torah, the Torah came down to the Jews. It descended from heaven, it came down to the Jews. It was a fiasco. It was a fiasco. Because a few days later, the Jewish people were doing the golden calf. It was a fiasco, it does not work. People have to, to work for it, people have to earn it. You have to uh, have that sense of, yes, I'm, I'm reaching for it, I'm doing, I, I wanna get there. We, we have to work for it, there's no other way. And there, to finish off, there's a beautiful story of uh, Rabbi Arya Levine. He was known as the Sadiq of Jerusalem. And a neighbor once knocked on his door and told him that he just saw a thief break into the kiosk. And the neighbor said that he tried to stop this thief, but he got scared because he thought the thief could do something to, to him and harm him. But Rabbi Arya Levine, we have to understand, was this old rabbi with a white beard. He was very holy, holy, holy man. He was undeterred, he was not scared, and he went after the, the thief. And he approached the thief and he said to him, he whispered in his ear, my son, perhaps you have forgotten that the Torah states that it is forbidden to steal. This is all he said. And the thief stared at Rabbi Levine, this holy face, he had this angelic face, lowered his eyes in shame and returned the merchandise he was about to steal. So this is the whole concept. It's in this story. So it is our, our, our responsibility. We are all chained together. We're not separate. We're all one. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed week and I hope you live a little higher. Thank you.